0: Welcome to the launch your live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily top level live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming.
1: Welcome to episode 121 of the launch your live show. In this episode, we're going to be talking with Sarah Williams about how you can connect with your audience to build a deeper connection with them when live streaming. So I'm Christian Karasevich, the CEO and founder of the Launch Your Live show. This is available, by the way, on our YouTube channel, but also as a podcast. All you have to do is go to launchyour.live forward slash EP121 to be able to view this. Uh, but I want to tell you a little bit about our guests. And uh, our guest, by the way, Her name is Sarah Williams. She is a shoppable live stream host and producer. She's also a spokesperson and brand educator for T3 as well. You know, I was checking out a lot of her videos and they're pretty amazing. Um, And so we always like to have interesting guests that have, you know, background in live streaming. But we always ask them questions as well. You know, how do they get started? And you'll notice there's always some sort of like common thread between a lot of our guests. So I'm going to go and bring on Sarah and Let's get started learning all about building a connection with your audience. So Sarah, it's great having you join us for Launch Your Live. How you doing?
2: Hi, I'm doing good. Thanks so much for having me, Christian. Thank you for that warm, warm welcome.
1: Anytime. Did I do a good job telling people about you? Is there anything else you wanted to add?
2: You did a great job. No, yeah. I, I love uh, live streaming. I'm, I'm kind of an actress too, so I do all kinds of performing, but uh, nice. really enjoying shoppable live streaming this year. I've done over 100 live streams, and I know you've done over like 150 podcasts. So you yeah. get
1: it. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Um, I love how you know you just mentioned that you're also an actress. Like that is important because as somebody who's going to be on camera, you need to bring your like, you need to bring the passion to whatever it is you're talking about. And that shines through in, you know, you being more comfortable on camera, but it also shines through in how you're delivering, you know, your message about the product and talking about the product. Um so you know, we always start the show when we have an interview and we always ask our guest, When did they first get started with live streaming? And, you know, it's never like, oh, you have to have started like 10 years ago. If you started 10 years ago, great. But some people join their journey at different points and they quickly ramp things up. So when did you first get started with live streaming?
2: Yeah, that's that's a great question. So I've been performing as an actress and as a host for like over 15 years so a lot of experience sort of in that space but I didn't actually start live streaming specifically until uh, last year so um I'm always trying to find ways to create opportunities for myself I find that work begets work being a you know a performer and a host in Los Angeles it's the odds are just so stacked against so you you just you got to make your own content um and so at the time uh, in really 2020 I was working at T3 hair tools in the sales department and we saw this thing called Beauty Hall Live. It was this you know, live shopping festival at Amazon. So we seeded influencers and they went live and, and we're talking about products. And I was like, this is so cool. This is like QVC or Home Shopping Network, but like new and digital and fun. And this is something like I could totally do for T3. So I ended up doing a, a deep dive on just the platform on sort of live streaming in general. I, I learned what I could very quickly. Um, I figured out how to use the broadcast software OBS and set up the cameras and I am not by any means the most technical savvy person in the world so that was a that was an interesting learning curve for me but uh, essentially then I presented it to my my boss the VP of sales he was really impressed by it I ended up sharing it with the rest of the executive team and they just were like go go be free go explore and I got the new role of you know T3 spokesperson and brand educator and uh, I really ran with it. Like I said, did over hundred live streams last year on various platforms, learned so much, did a lot of experimentation. And I have really figured out how to, you know, run each show, how to create a compelling program and, you know, how to be live and and deal with the, uh, you know, kind of the, the crazy, the craziness of being live, you know, Murphy's law, what can go wrong, will go wrong.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. And as you can see, I mean, you don't necessarily have to have started this like a long time ago. In this case, you started about last year so. You know, for everybody who's listening and watching, don't feel like, you know what? I'm behind the curve. Oh, someone else already beat me to the punch because I love what you mentioned there. You said, you know what? You found something that you thought could work for a job you were doing. And then you went into it and you started to tweak the process. You started to do it and realize what worked, what didn't work. So I want to make sure everybody who's listening and watching understands that you don't have to start the journey exactly where Sarah started. You can start today. You can start tomorrow. But the key thing is you just have to start and you formulate that process as you go along.
2: Yes. You learn so much as you go to and with live streaming, you know, when you, you do your first couple lives. It's like your friends and your mom are joining in and that's your audience. Mm-hmm. And then as it grows, you know, then you're really connecting with your, your true audience. So you, you got some time to have a bit of a learning curve. Um, and I will say too, like the shoppable live streaming space is it's like about to blow up. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in live streaming now is a great time to just start dabbling in the shoppable space because uh, you're going to, you're going to be set up for some really great opportunities this coming year.
1: Absolutely. And uh, you know, and that's the other thing. I mean, it gets us this next question that we have that we want to talk about, you know, you specialize in the shoppable aspect. So shoppable live streams, I do shoppable live streams as well, but I also do regular live streams. And then there are people that just do pre recorded videos. Right. And yep. so, The question I want to tee up for you is how do shoppable videos shoppable live streams differ from a regular live stream. So, you know, if I'm a, a, if I'm a new user here and I'm kind of at the point of, okay, do I take the left or the right path? Can you kind of uh, elaborate on what the difference is between the two?
2: Yeah. So the idea with the shoppable live stream is that, you know, you're, you're selling products. That's, that's the main piece. But I think when there's any form of live stream, the benefit is that you're live and you can really connect with your audience. So from, you know, that lens, looking at a shoppable live stream, essentially what we're doing and why brands and retailers love it so much is you have a brand expert that's able to connect directly with the audience. And now we're really bridging that gap between the brick and mortar, you know, in-store shopping experience, and then the convenience of shopping online. So you're on your laptop, you're on your device, you're shopping. Now all of a sudden, you know, you can join the live stream and watch that, that brand expert talk about the products. You can ask your questions in real time And that brand, you know, product expert is going to answer them. So it's a much more considered purchase for um, consumers. You know, they can, they can purchase the best product for their needs. And then for brands and retailers, it's great because they get to share their brand story in a much more human way, you know, direct, like it almost feels like one-on-one, right. Or one to many. Um, And then, you know, there's that opportunity for deeper product education more than what, you know, you just read on that product description page. So that's, that's the big difference I would say.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And, so, I want to get to the meat of the topic, and that is you know connecting with your live stream audience, right? And so you can make shoppable live streams. I love the fact that you know in the past, like the way it worked was you know you'd go watch, like you'd go watch a QVC or a taped show, right? And then mm-hmm. you'd be like, okay, well then I want, and it seems like it's live, but it's not really live, right? And then so that's one route, and then the other route would be like, oh well, I go to a store and I want to buy something, I have to talk to somebody. Well, now, you know, you've got, you've got a nice like mesh here. Everything is kind of combined where, you know what, I'm looking at a product and I want to actually like, I'm not chatting with somebody over a chat bot or anything like that. I'm actually able to talk to those people in real time. And hopefully if you're live streaming, doing shoppable live stream, showing people how products work and things like that, people can get their questions answered versus they buy the product and it sits there and they never use it. Right. And so. Exactly. I want to talk about, you know, the main topic and that's, okay, so connecting with your audience, your live stream audience, right? So it doesn't matter if you're doing live streams, regular live streams or shoppable live streams, right? You know, connecting with your audience is super important. So what do we mean when we say it's important to connect with your audience?
2: Right. That's such a like broad catch-all term, but what, you know, what does it mean to connect? It really just means acknowledging the audience and and having a two-way conversation rather than as the host talking at them. So I find that in in my work, being a shoppable live stream host, you know, there's there's kind of two types of viewers. There's the viewers that come in and they're like, you know, they're part of your community. They're there every week. They're watching the show. They're engaging. We know each other. I know when it's their kid's birthday going up, you know, coming up, talk about the barbecue they had over the weekend. I share about, you know, the remodel going on at my house and how that's been craziness. Um, so with my, you know, original viewers or my my community, we really have, you know an ongoing conversation every week and it it almost feels like a friendship in many ways where we're we're really connecting in a very human way and then you have your other viewers that are maybe just like happen to catch the live stream because they happen to be shopping that product and so they have some very specific brand or product questions um and you want to acknowledge you know all of those people very equally and so i think it's important to be connecting constantly and and reading that chat on a lot of my streams, I'll have a guest on and they don't necessarily see the chat because we're remote and I kind of have it all up on, on my laptop. But I always say it's so important to talk in sound bites because I don't want to miss a chat or let seven minutes go by and not acknowledge that question or not acknowledge that comment. So it's like every 30 seconds, I'm like acknowledging it. I'm rereading it out loud. I'm saying, oh my gosh, Linda, yes, that's a great point. Let's try the curling iron that way. Or, oh yeah, let's let's try the same technique with a flat iron. That's, that would be fun. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's really, you're just constantly connecting with them and talking to them in that two-way conversation.
1: Yeah. Excellent point. Yeah. And so again, I mean, connecting with your audience, extremely important. It's definitely something you want to make sure you're doing. Um, so obviously, okay. So, so why is it so important to build this connection with your audience? I mean, like, great. I I mean, so like I'm going live, but so why, why is it important to build that connection with your audience?
2: Yeah. Well to your point, if you're not going to connect with the audience, why be live? I mean quite honestly in a live setting more things can go wrong technical things happen you drop things right you know it's it's much less polished it can be less scripted people go off script um, so it's a lot easier to do pre-recorded content and then edit it and have it be you know this beautiful nice piece of content everyone can enjoy. But the whole idea of being live is to engage with your audience um, and so I think that's just you know that's that's the reason that we're here um, to really, you know, really connect with them. And then what can be really interesting and really fun, I was actually listening to one of your other podcasts um, about trolls and you know people spamming the chat. And you know that happens to all of us. when when you start building that community, what happens is people start coming to your defense. You know Some people come in and you know leave negative comments or say something negative. and now all of a sudden it's like, I've created brand ambassadors in my live stream because I've connected with them and we've really created that community Um, really. And then as well, the shoppable live stream space because you're having that human connection, it's really, it's a way to humanize your brand and not kind of just be this sterile pre recorded thing or imagery or copy. Um, So that's really, that's the whole point is, is to, you know, to connect with them. That's why we're here.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And so speaking of building connections with people, and building rapport. So what are some steps that a broadcaster can take to build that rapport? Because I know, as you mentioned, I mean, yeah, like I can, I need to make sure if I'm doing a live stream and I'm, I've got people, you know, tuning in, I want to make sure I'm engaging. So I'm basically doing, I'm being on camera, but I'm also saying, Hey, you know, I got these people watching I want to bring them in. Right. So what are some steps that a broadcaster can take to build some rapport uh, with their audience?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, you know, sometimes there's things happening in the chat or people already are working to engage with you. So that's easy. Then you're just kind of responding and then continuing the conversation by asking follow-up questions. But when you're kind of new to it or maybe, you know, you're, you're, you know your regular community is kind of being quiet and you're, you're trying to get people to engage with you, um, I love asking questions, first off, that are related to what we're doing. So T3 is a hair tools company. So when I'm live streaming, oftentimes I'm talking about a hair tool. So, I'm, you know, I might say something like, oh, have you tried this technique? Or, oh, I'm using this type of mousse today. What are some of your favorite types of, you know, hair mousses? Or what are some of your favorite types of hair products? So really engaging them in in the actual topic at hand and the thing that we're, you know, we're focusing on. But then I think it's also really important to not just only speak about the product and the brand, right? Because if we're talking about connecting with someone authentically, we have to connect as human beings as well. Um, And so I kind of have this this rule for myself that it's like, you can really talk about anything and go off on on tangents together as a community, as long as it's kind of like water cooler talk. So you would just want it, you want the topic to be, you know, highly relatable to everyone that could possibly be joining your chat. So, you know, when there's a big life event or something happening, you know, asking people how that was, right? Oh, it was just the holidays and New Year's. What did everyone do to celebrate? You know, I went to a, a party with my friends and you know, so, so kind of bringing in those just sort of common things we can all relate to and then starting a conversation that way can be um, just, just a great way to sort of, you know, get the juices flowing.
1: So we're building rapport with our audience. Fantastic. We're making those connections, right? So is there a good time to actually connect with your audience? Like, Is this something that I should do at the beginning when I first start, you know, my live stream? Should it be throughout my live stream? Is there, you know, maybe it's after the live stream. When's the best time to connect with your audience? What do you recommend? You should
2: always be connecting with your audience, right? Because that's the point, right? That's why we're here So constantly. So whenever I start a show, you know, I'll do like my intro, just like you did. You know, this is our topic today. This is our guest. And then it's immediately like, okay, you know, and if there's a chat now, I'm acknowledging it. If there's not, I'm saying, hey, don't forget this is a live stream, talk to me. I wanna hear your comments, ask your questions. I'm here to help you. I'm here to talk to you, here to have a conversation with you. And then as I said before, you know, with my guests and even with myself, it's like, I'm not gonna talk for five minutes straight and just be doing my thing. I'm like every 30 seconds checking the chat and acknowledging and and checking back in. Um, You know, and even if someone's just saying a comment, I'm acknowledging that too. I'm not just there to answer questions. Um, And then, you know, I think it's really important to thank your audience. Um, So that's how I end every episode, you know, thank you to my guests. And then thank you to all of you in our community. And I can't wait to see you next week and catch up. And, you know, Rosalinda, have a great time visiting your son. And right, you kind of try to remember the things that they talked about um, and kind of throw that in there. Um, And then, you know, if you're asking people to follow you on social media and they're engaging with you on that platform, I think it's important to engage there as well. Um, You know, so every, every opportunity to really continue to foster that community, might as well be taking it.
1: Great question, actually. So um, so again, I mean, it's super important to make sure you connect with your audience. Love that. Okay. So now let's get into uh, some other questions here. And so um, let's talk about techniques. So can you share some techniques to help live streamers uh, build strong connections with their viewers from the start? Because a lot of times, you, you know, I mean, you know this, you had to kind of get started with the process, right? And then once you got started with the process, how do you, you know, how do you manage the live stream and at the same time build these connections? So, do you have any techniques or tips or anything you've learned over, you know, the past year of doing all your 100 plus live streams that you can share?
2: Yeah, so and you you probably know like live streams can be stressful. They can, yeah. <laughs> like like I mentioned, you know, the technical stuff, it it can really throw me for a loop. Um and I I love hosting so much. I really like to give myself the opportunity and space to really like be in that and really be focused on being the host and not necessarily having to worry about all the technical stuff, just because that's my weakness. And so I I love going live with a technical producer. Um, And so, you know, my work at T3, I'm fortunate enough to have someone running the broadcast software for me, um, you know, and making sure everything's working. And if something's, you know, technically wrong with our guests, she can facilitate getting them back online while I just continue to engage with the the community. So I, I think that that can be really helpful to have a helper with whatever it is that you're maybe feeling like you're weaker at or struggling with, um, or to just kind of take a little bit of that, that pressure off. <laughs> um, but, uh, I think, you know, especially when you're live streaming, um, you know, we've all kind of been in this pandemic space where we're all, you know, we're, we're living in this virtual world, I guess you could say. And so, you know, when I'm live streaming, sometimes it can feel like you're just talking to a wall or you're just talking to your laptop or, Right now like I just see my own face I'm just talking to myself um and it can be really easy to get weird about that and start to get self-conscious and be like looking at yourself and you know oh and if you take that focus off of you and now you put it on the audience and the people that you're connecting with now all of a sudden you're feeling a little more confident you're not so worried about how you're looking and how you're sounding You're much more authentic and it's, it's a great way to remind you. You're not just talking to a wall. You're actually talking to people. People are there listening. Communications a two way street. Um, so, you know, I think just, just allowing yourself space to do that in whatever way works best for you is what I would highly recommend.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And I got to say, I love the fact that, you know, you mentioned that having a producer is important. So if cool. you if you can you know if you have somebody like if you're not technical and th- and this is, goes back to like what we talked about like it's a lot to manage and if you're not a technical person for example you know it can be a very frustrating thing to have to manage you know I got to bring on the guest on one side and oh I got to also make sure make sure I maintain eye contact right with my with uh, my with my camera with my, camera, <laughs> with my host yeah. so that people understand like who am I you know who am I and like you know you got to also demonstrate your professionalism and things like that. Um, yes. so so I think that's super, super, super important, you know. And I was gonna say, um, you know, we have an episode actually we did, it was launcher live at uh launcher.live slash ep72, actually. And that was one where we we talked about uh the importance of um how to improve your live stream production. And it wasn't just okay, go buy this equipment. Like equipment is important, but it's also the process, right? About having somebody to help you along with your live streams. And You know, in your case, like, how did you find somebody to help you? Did you have, you know, is it a friend of yours? Like, how did did you find somebody to help you um, produce your live streams or at least improve them if you needed help?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm very lucky because I do live streaming for a company. So I do have, you know, that, (laughs) that assistance. Um, So we were able to just to hire someone, Um, you know, she helps other people on the team, but she's there to really help me live stream. Um, You know, that's, that's a big, big piece of her job. I'm still doing most of the programming, um, you know, the, the show flow. And even, you know, before we went live today, we kind of went over, okay, here's these things we're going to cover. Um, so it's just, you know, that's kind of a tangent, but, but being prepared is really helpful. But yeah, that was, that was great for me because the company is able to pay her a salary to yeah. to help me before uh, taking on this role at T3. I, you know, I posted a lot of things. I did a lot of podcasts. So I t- I love the podcast world. I did one with a friend of mine and then I did one by myself the one I did with my friend, her husband was really tech savvy and then I had all this hosting experience. So kind of as a team, we really came together and then she was great at like social media and promotions. So like the three of us made this, you know, together we made a full streamer essentially <laughs> or podcaster. Um, so that can be great too when you're starting out, find people that have a shared interest with you. But you know, if you have complementary strengths, that's, that can be really awesome. And it's just, it can be nice to not have to do it yourself you know, to have a friend there supporting you and and kind of being on the journey together. So um, if you're, if you're just learning, or trying to figure it out, start off with a friend. Why not?
1: Excellent point. Yeah. And and I love that point, you know, and that's the thing, what a lot of people do is, you know, they're like, oh, well, I don't have the budget. And it's like, well, you know, if you've got, if you've got a teenager, for example, and they want to get into this, maybe it's something to have them experiment with. You know, if you've got a friend, maybe what you could do is you could do, if your budget doesn't allow it, you could swap for example, like maybe you help them, they help you. Um, that way, you can at least get your live streams. You know, make sure they're looking good and they're you know nicely produced. And again, yes. I think the other thing people need to re- you need to realize, like we talked about connecting with your audience. Like it's a, everything is a process, and the one yes. key takeaway is you got to start. It doesn't matter you know if you're starting a year later than, for example, you. You got to start, and once you start, yes. then you need to build on that process. So, for example, if you don't have a producer start and then bring in the, you know, maybe you start with like swapping with somebody and then you get to the point where your, you know, your budget allows it. Then you hire somebody to help you yeah. take that off your plate. Then, you know, you keep growing. Then you have a full-time person, for example, at some point, you know, the same is true about connecting with your audience. You gotta, you know, if you're like, you know, you've got this long list of items that you need to go through each time you're doing a live stream. The key thing is going to be to keep it simple and know that if yeah. you are a one person broadcaster, that you need to make it easier for yourself and don't be afraid to mess up something because everybody messes up. I mean, I'm sure when you got started, you messed up a bunch of things. I did the same thing. I mean, oh yeah. so
2: I also ugly cried a couple of times when <laughs> things didn't work out the way I wanted them to. Yeah. Because, oh, I ruined it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So totally, this has been fantastic. Is there anything else you want to add about, you know, connecting with your live stream audience, like any parting thoughts or tips for our viewers?
2: I think just, you know, keep that, keep that in the front of your mind. Um, you can also, I mean, depending on the platform that you're streaming on, sometimes you have access to the chat after the fact, but if there was like one, you know, maybe a, a viewer shared something really personal or they they said something and you want to follow up with them. I like to make a note of that and then add that to my show flow for the next stream, just so it's like a trigger. So, you know, for instance, one of my viewers, Linda was going on her, you know, it was her 30th anniversary. She and her husband were going to go to Vegas and we kind of, chatted about Vegas and traveling and, and all that. So at the next stream, I wanted to remember as soon as she joined, be like, Linda, how is Vegas? Um, so don't, don't be afraid to like take notes and, uh, and kind of, you know, be able to keep track in that way. But, but, you know, just be authentically yourself, be a human. People want to connect with you. Yeah. Um, and I like what you said too, things go wrong. Sometimes that's actually super relatable and people kind of like it when you drop something or something, you know, Oh, can you hear me? Oh, we're still like, yeah. We get it. It makes you more human. And that's that's where that relatability and authenticity and community building really comes through.
1: And here's the thing, it's a mistake, it's something it's a mistake that can happen and you need to let it happen and you need to learn from it and yes. move forward with that on your next live stream. So for example, if you miss a cue or you miss something in the run of show, maybe your run of show is too complicated, for example. Or yep. you know, maybe like, you know what? Hey, like you missed a cue, you're gonna get it the next time. And so again, it's a process. I mean, connecting with your audience, you gotta, you know, you gotta put the feelers out there. So if you're, you know, if you're like, Hey, I I need to find guests, how do you go about finding guests? I tap into my personal network and then I start asking my own guests, Hey, do you have recommendations for additional people that we could bring on? So I'm using my connections to help in this case, build my audience as well for bringing on more guests on the live stream. In your case, you know, it could be to help deepen the relationship with your viewers so that they want to tune in to regular regular live streams or shoppable live streams, whatever you're making. Yep. Well, Sarah, this has been fantastic. Um, I got one last question for you and it's, where can people connect with you?
2: Yes, yes, yeah. so my my website's probably the best place. Um, it's tv. Um, I have, you know, samples of work and my bio um, and there's also, you know, that contact form so you can get directly in contact with me. Uh, available for hosting shoppable live streams for consultations as well. Um, and then if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at, I am the letters I, and then M S A R A H dot Williams at I'm Sarah Williams. Um, but this was so wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this was a great conversation and I think it's so important connecting with your audience. Like I said, that's why we're here.
1: It is. Yes, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, I want to thank everyone who is either watching or listening Remember, if you're listening to this, and you want to check out the video, just go to launcher.live slash EP121. Uh, with that, I want to thank you for for tuning in on the importance of building connections with your audience to help grow your live streams. Remember, if you need help with your live streams, contact us for a consultation at Launch your Live. With that, we'll see you all on a future episode. Thanks a lot, everyone. We
0: appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.